South Korea, officially known as the Republic of Korea, is a country in East Asia. This country has an altogether separate fan base in India. Whether it be for Korean culture or Korean skincare or K-drama or K-pop. Looking at this deep love we Indians have towards South Korea, why not explore the K-crime genre? So in today's scene, we will be discussing about a self-proclaimed smart person who says his IQ is 140 and apparently has devoted much of his brain power to the dark art of murder and deception. The name of this killer is Mr. Yo Yong Chul. Apart from his handsome looks, he is a serial killer admitted to murdering 21 people, mostly prostitutes and rich old men. He is a sex offender and a self-confessed cannibal. Yo Yong-chul was born on the 18th of April 1970 in Gochang, South Korea. Throughout his childhood, his parents struggled financially, which was the reason why he was badly bullied in school. Poverty was one of the reasons why he was made fun of. This planted a resentment towards the wealthy. He began to hate rich people. It was in school where Yo found his solace in art. He loved singing, painting, poetry and playing the guitar. He found himself enamoured with arts so much that he applied to a high school that specialised in it. But due to poverty and low grades, he was denied admission, which fueled his rage towards the rich even more. Due to these circumstances, he had to settle in a technical school, but he did not last long and eventually quit high school. He eventually began his life of crime and spent time in juvenile detention for theft. He continued stealing into his adulthood, from cash to cameras to cars, everything. On 23rd of June 1992, Yo married his girlfriend Miss Wuhan, who was a masseuse and he subsequently had a son with her on the 26th of October 1994. Throughout their married life, he went to jail several times. And so, on the 27th of October 2002, his wife divorced him and she took the custody of their son. Even before becoming a serial killer, Yo had a criminal record. So let's have a look around his criminal record as per yours. In 1998, he was arrested for theft. In 1991, he committed theft again and was sentenced to 10 months in prison. In 1993, he was arrested again for theft and sentenced to 8 months in prison. In 1995, he was caught stealing child pornography. In 1998, he was also sentenced to 2 years in prison for theft, forgery and identity theft. In 2000, Yo was arrested for raping a 15-year-old girl. He was sentenced to 3 years and 6 months in prison for this. And uh, during this time was when his wife had filed for divorce. He was finally released from prison after serving all his terms on the 11th of September 2003. A couple of weeks after his release, Yo Yong Chul decided to step up his criminal activities. On the 24th of September 2003, Yo broke into the home of a wealthy elderly couple. The homeowner, 72-year-old Lee Dark Su, a university professor, was stabbed in the neck with a knife. He and his 67-year-old wife, Lee Eon Ook, were then bludgeoned to death with Yo's handmade hammer, which was said to be about 4 kgs heavy. Before fleeing, Yo staged the scene to look like a murder motivated by robbery, but nothing was stolen, confusing the investigators. Not long after this incident, Yo struck again on the 9th of October 2003, which was like a few days later from his previous murder. This time, he forced his way into the house and hit the head of an 85-year-old grandmother, Kang Eng's son, with a hammer. Hearing the commotion, a 60-year-old Lee Son Jin, the homeowner's wife, ran downstairs and encountered the killer, whereupon he kicked her in her stomach and demanded to know if there were more people in the house. 
She said that her husband and son were upstairs. He proceeded to bludgeon her skull and while going upstairs ran into the couple's 35-year-old disabled son Go Jong-sin. Yo forced him to kneel down and hammered him to death. The husband was not actually home at the time of the murder, so Yo left the house soon after. On the 16th of October 2003, Yo committed his third deadly home invasion. He threatened a 60-year-old Yo Jong-hee, the wife of a millionaire. and he asked her if anyone else was home when she said that there was nobody present he dragged her into the bathroom and bludgeoned her to death with a hammer she was found alive by her 36 year old son cho yong jun but later she died a month after yo jong hee's murder on the 18th of november 2003 yo broke into another wealthy house the housekeeper 53 year old bae ji hai asked him who he was in response he showed her his knife and demanded to show him the way to the master bedroom upon getting there he found the home owner 87 year old kim jong seok resting on the bed yo immediately hammered him to death bae ji hai the housekeeper who was holding a baby that she was taking care of tried to protect the infant after witnessing this incident he took the child from her placed it on the sofa and dropped the blanket over the baby He then fatally bludgeoned the housekeeper too. After all the killings were done, Yo accidentally cut himself while trying to open a safe. Therefore, to destroy any possible DNA evidence, Yo set the house on fire. Fortunately, the baby who was covered with a blanket on the sofa was rescued and survived this attack. By now, you may have identified the MO of his murders. All this time, Yo targeted luxury wealthy household, especially inhabited by the elderly retired ones or by old-aged ones. Why? Well, it is said that due to his poverty-stricken childhood and the way he was bullied in school because of him being poor, Yo developed a strong resentment towards the rich, which eventually made him commit these crimes. Hence, the wealthy households were a target. He targeted the houses mostly during the day when most likely the young working residents were at work. That way the only occupants of the house would be elderly. Yo thought that if his targets were of his age or younger then they might overpower him, busting his plans. He usually chose two-story houses with an area of 100 payong, which is equal to 330 square meters or more, and located in a wealthy neighborhood that were either far removed from the street or had a large garden, so that the outsiders could not easily see or know what was happening inside, thus reducing the possibilities of witness. I mean, a smart move, right? Despite the fact that Yo carried out his killings in the homes of the wealthy, no money or valuables were ever touched, revealing the crimes to be hate crimes against society rather than ones motivated by money or individual grudges. He seemed to have hate for those who were doing better in life than him. Four such back-to-back -back brutal murders made the investigations intensify. After almost getting caught on CCTV, Yo decided to stay low, take a break, change his focus and method, and stop killing for a while. On the 11th of December 2003, Yo met an escort girl and started dating her. At some point, she inevitably discovered his previous records and told him not to see her ever again. This enraged him and gave him motivation to start murdering again. Being rejected by the escort girl and getting divorced by his wife in 2002 heightened his hatred against women, and this is the time when his target shifted from wealthy to women escort. Rather than going out to victims' houses, he invited them into his own home now. Yo said that he could not kill his ex-wife because of their 11-year-old son, so he attacked other young women that he came across over the past few months, mainly in red-light areas of Seoul and its suburbs. On the 9th of February 2004, he killed 47-year-old Chul Young Dae, a street vendor, and set his van on fire. On the 16th of March 2004, he fatally choked Kwon Jin Hee. He then cut her corpse into pieces and dumped her remains on a trail near Sogong University. 
On the 14th of April 2004, Yo murdered another street vendor, 44-year-old An Jae Sun, from a market in the Jonggo district of Seoul, who had scammed him by giving him fake Viagra. As a punishment, the vendor was wrestled into his own van, handcuffed and murdered. Yo sawed the vendor's hands and disposed them off in plastic bags. After the street vendor's murder, Yo utilized a new MO. In the month of May 2004, he lured an escort girl, 25-year-old Kim Hae Sun, to his apartment. He then bludgeoned her unconscious with his hammer, decapitated her in his bathroom. He smashed her head, mutilated her body, and buried her remains near Bongwon Temple in Seodemangu. He continued with this MO to eight more escorts and masseuse girls. On the 7th of May 2004, Yo killed 33-year-old Shin Min Ae. On the 1st of June 2004, Yo killed 35-year-old Han Sok Ja. On the 9th of June 2004, Yo killed 26-year-old Jang Kang. On the 18th of June 2004, Yo killed a 27-year-old Kim Ji Ho. On the 25th of June 2004, Yo killed another 28-year-old Wo Kon Ying. On the 2nd of July 2004, Yo killed a 26-year-old Kim Mi Young. On the 9th of July 2004, Yo killed a 24-year-old Go Sun Hee, and on the 13th of July 2004, Yo killed a 27-year-old Im Mi Yeon. The police said, and I quote, to hide the crimes, he cut up the victims' bodies, stuffed them into plastic bags, and buried them in several locations in the mountain areas around the city. He tore off the victims' fingertips so that there would be no prints to identify them. End quote. The BBC reports say that. Yo had sex with his victims and then used axes, knives, and scissors to cut them into pieces. Two days after his last murder, he called the massage parlor for a masseuse. By now, he had raised suspicions by calling the same massage parlor a number of times. And from this same parlor, several employees had recently gone missing after receiving similar phone calls. And all the calls were from a number six five two three or five eight three four. This worried the owner because maybe he thought that this other guy who constantly was calling had his own massage parlor and he was trafficking the masseuse employees with a better payment. So the employees working in this owner's parlor were quitting their job. Of course, nobody even in their dream could imagine what was really happening to these poor women. Nonetheless, an appointment was booked for him with a masseuse, but this time the owner had a plan set up. The owner went ahead and filed a report at the police station against the caller for stealing his employees. The police, after the report, sent only one officer to the massage parlor. That officer then accompanied the owner, other employees, and a masseuse to where the caller was supposed to meet them for the masseuse appointment. But the officer, after waiting for some time, left, saying that he believed the caller was elsewhere. Minutes after the officer left, Mr. Yo appeared at the site and was captured by the massage parlor's employees after a scuffle. Another police officer patrolling nearby arrived and handcuffed Mr. Yo. All this process happened on the 15th of July 2004 at around 5 in the morning near Grand Mart in Mapogo, Seoul. Police, of course, did not know about the murders when they first detained him. Yo successfully escaped from custody after pretending to have a seizure. However, he was captured 12 hours later at the Yeongdongpa subway station and subsequently confessed to the murders. After Yo was taken into custody, police thoroughly searched his two-story one-room apartment in Nogosangdong for more evidence. Police found some items that they said could have given them some insights into the character and his thought process. 
One police officer said and I quote it's hard to believe that a clean one room apartment could have been the scene of gruesome murders well ordered jackets and dress shirts potted plant and a fish bowl it did not look like a room of a serial killer end quote Another police officer said and I quote as soon as you entered his room your eyes are drawn to a black scrapbook lying on his bed it was full of newspaper articles and personal notes on a variety of things like computers furniture marksmanship stereos and luxury car end quote pictures of the flagship luxury car of a certain local automaker revealed his interest in the wealthy despite being a cruel murderous monster he seemed to have much interest in his family The most eye-catching article in his scrapbook were those on a family trip to Jeju Island, having exactly written out how much it would cost to take such a trip. It appeared that Yo dreamed of having a happy family life with his 11-year-old son. A children's drawing book presumed to be his son's was discovered in the bookshelf at the head of his bed too. Looking at his sketchbook, one could see that his skills were no less than that of a professional cartoonist. His still-life pictures, female nude portraits were just like real. The pictures of female actresses and entertainers found in a scrapbook also revealed his lust for women. They also found a collection of stories and articles about firearms. Yo kept 3 murder movie DVDs in his drawer of his computer desk that seemed to speak of his own crimes, namely a 2002 movie titled Public Enemy, a 1998 movie Very Bad Things, and a 1996 movie titled Normal Life. The investigators believed that the movies inspired Yo's MO. One gets a strong impression from both the DVDs and the DVD magazines that movies were his criminal textbooks. Yo later confessed that the serial killer Jeong Do Yong, who had murdered nine wealthy people in Busan, Ulsan, and Yongsang province from June 1999 to April 2000, was the one who inspired him. In particular, prosecutors revealed that after reading a magazine report about the serial killer's murders. Yo planned his crime while serving his time in prison on the charges of rape. Yo bought weapons and tested his crimes on dogs. Police admitted that they had little evidence of Mr. Yo's involvement in the murders other than his own confession. About the only evidence linking Mr. Yo to some of his crimes was a hammer, a handkerchief, both with traces of blood that they suspect were Mr. Yo's. These evidence were found at the scenes of two murders in which Mr. Yo was a suspect. A month after his arrest, Yo claimed to have killed six other people and have eaten the liver of some of his victims. The third criminal division of the Seoul District Public Prosecutor's Office said that they had secured a statement from the suspected serial killer Yo Yongchul in which he claimed to have eaten human flesh. He testified that in order to cleanse his spirit, he ate some of the internal organs from the bodies of four of his victims. However, prosecutors were yet to secure evidence proving Yo's engagement in the act of cannibalism, as it is difficult to believe Yo's statements. Yo said, and I quote, "I did not kill 21 people, but 31 people. I could confess to other cases in addition to the charges on which the prosecutors have indicted me." Amongst the people I killed, six bodies don't have some internal organs. I have bronchial disease, so I asked the people their blood type. If their blood was type O, I ate their internal organs. I also ate other organs out of curiosity. End quote. In relation to mutilation murder cases, Yo said, and I quote: At first, I grounded the bodies in a mill, but I gradually felt it was unnecessary. I was scared of chopping bodies in silence, so I worked while listening to music. End quote. However, again, no evidence was found to support his claims. Yo first appeared in court on the 6th of September 2004, 
and he told the court that he killed two more people in addition to the 21 murders he was charged with during his testimony he described in detail dismembering some of the bodies of his victim while questioning the prosecutor pointed out that yo stated that he would have continued killing until he reached 100 if he hadn't been caught and yo replied and i quote i had no intentions of stopping the killing the media keeps saying i have murdered so many people but to me it was just a mere start end quote The justice ministry said that Yo had made a failed suicide attempt in his prison cell in Seoul. At around midnight on 3rd of October 2004, he left two suicide notes and attempted to hang himself with electrical wire from a wall fan in his cell, but was found by prison guards who watched him around the clock. The Seoul Central District Court said that Yo had submitted a statement explaining his refusal to appear in court for the 2 p.m. resumption of his trial, forcing a postponement. Yo again disrupted a hearing 3 weeks later when he tried to attack a spectator who had cursed him which ended with Yo signing a statement that he would not cause any further commotion. Mr Yo told the investigators that he killed a 25-year-old woman in Imingdong in Seoul on February 6. The woman an employee at a nearby clothing shop was found dead with multiple stab wounds in front of a restaurant in that area. He said that he had approached a woman walking through a alley and pretended that he was a police officer checking passers-by. But as this woman fled, he followed her and stabbed her to death. The officers said Mr. Yo stated that he decided to kill her because he thought the woman was a prostitute or a masseuse. He also told investigators that one victim was just a random woman getting off of a taxi. In this case, the woman did not match his usual group of victims, who were mostly well-to-do elderly or women working as masseuses or escorts. However, when asked if he still thought that the victims deserved to die, as he stated in a previous inspection, Mr. Yo turned to look at the audience behind him and said that he did not have any adequate opportunities to express it, but he was genuinely sorry for what he had done, showing a slight change in his attitude. He apologized to the families of his victims but maintained that he had no intention of stopping his murders. Investigators unearthed the bodies of 11 women buried in shallow graves near a temple in North Seoul, close to the studio flat that Yo had rented. Police recovered the remains of their bodies which had been cut into pieces before being buried. After his arrest, he confessed to having killed at least 26 people. In a media interview after he was caught, he said he hoped the case would serve as a lesson to women and rich people. He said that and I quote, "Women should not be sluts and the rich should know what they have done." End quote. A psychologist who interviewed Yo said and I quote Yo is not mentally ill but he shows typical signs of an antisocial disorder in which individuals establish their own unique belief system end quote Kim Jong Rul in charge of analyzing Mr Yo's mental state said that serial killers like Mr Yo commit crime because they want to validate their own existence The court said that Mr Yo had claimed that he was trying to reform society but the method and the reasons for the crime were brutal thus he would be punished with the utmost severity dressed in a blue prison uniform Mr Yo stood still staring straight into the judge's face as the sentence was passed the court struck down one more murder charge involving a woman in her 20s found in Imingdong for which the judges said that there was no evidence Prosecutors immediately objected and said that they would appeal the last murder charge. Prosecutors requested the death penalty for which in response a calm Mr Yo said and I quote I am thankful for the prosecutor's request for the death penalty. I will be repenting what I have done until I die. End quote. 
in a reply to broadcaster SBS yo said he was opposed to the capital punishment and would adopt a life imprisonment instead he said that life imprisonment is the cruelest punishment to isolate hideous criminals who cannot be reformed it is a waste of state's fund it would be unfair to the world for people like him to continue living in and so he supported the death penalty this was the largest serial killing case in korean history yo was sentenced for 20 counts of murder On the 9th of June 2005 the Supreme Court confirmed a death sentence for the murder of 20 innocent people furthermore yo had waived his right to appeal while in jail he sent letters to a reporter who later published them there he confessed that the most fearsome moment was when his 4 year old son made a phone call while he was mutilating a body he stated and i quote the scariest moment was not when a decapitated head fell off from a hanger or when a headless body came running to me it was when my son called me while i was cutting the body hearing his voice i wasn't surprised when he asked are you not recovering from a cold yet daddy end quote Mr Yo is currently detained at the Seoul Detention Center waiting his death and the streets of Japan are free from his devious intentions and with that we come to an end of today's episode let me know your thoughts on the raincoat killers case on instagram the handle is sins of asia i hope you found this episode informative if you did then do not forget to give me your precious ratings and reviews as it immensely helps the podcast and please take a moment to also follow the podcast new episodes with a fresh sin from asia go live every friday thank you so much for hanging out with me i hope you make good choices and don't become a criminal bye guys and i hope to catch you for the next sin